0: Individual therapy can be such a rewarding process. Unfortunately, a lot of people reject it because they're afraid of the unknown. I am Naya B, therapist, author, speaker, educator, and influencer, and I welcome you to do individual therapy with me. Take this journey and listen as unfiltered and unscripted brave souls heal and share their stuck points. My hope is that someone listening can relate to their stories and get a perspective on how real therapy takes place. Who knows? Maybe one day decide to get some therapy of their own. But when you do, though, just come do it with me, Nia B. say nine with an N and not an M because that's what you guys are you are nine listeners and you are in for a good session today welcome to doing it with Naya B and this is the heartbreak series this is the beginning of it all and all the episodes in this podcast are going to be related to heartbreak and how people have been getting over heartbreak so I just want to say thank you for tuning in. For those of you who are just joining, my name is Naya B. I am a licensed clinician. I'm an author, professor. I am an influencer and a speaker. And every week I'm going to come on here with different people, unscripted, and we're going to talk about things that they are going through. And in this season, we're going to be talking about heartbreak. So joining me today for our first session is going to be Miss Eva. Miss Eva, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I am well. Thank you for asking. So, you know what? What brought you to this session? What made you want to do it with Naya B? Um, I saw that you were doing. I saw a post that you put on Facebook, actually, and I think it was coincidentally we both were. I, I think you brought it up at the same time that I was actually going to tell you to put me on the show because I was going through a breakup and a heartbreak with my on and off again, little things. So I definitely wanted to speak on my situation and everything that I went through with it. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that. What happened? Um, I don't even know where to, where to begin with it. Um, with this most recent situation with us, I was under the impression that we were working on things. We were, um... We were building a relationship. We were fine. And then I think it was about, he spent the night here. And then the next day, I didn't hear from him that whole day. I thought that was strange. And then later on about midnight, he texted me and was like, oh, we're not growing. We're not going anywhere. And I also had a good feeling to check his social media page he had posted a female on his female page with the caption you can't change fate I think at that moment I think at that moment if I never felt hate before I think it was at that moment that I felt really strong hate for somebody okay all right so it sounds like you were blindsided by a breakup And that's Mm -hmm, pretty much what, okay, triggered this whole thing. So take me back a little bit further. Tell me about, you know, the dynamics of the relationship when you all met and how you guys have been vibing and then how it got to this point. You know, like what brought on, because apparently at some point you fell in love, obviously. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you guys were in a relationship and at some point the relationship was going really well because you developed a, a sense of trust for him. Mm -hmm. So tell me about the dynamics of the relationship. What was it like before you were blindsided by this breakup? Um, When we met, it was instant. I mean, it was like almost right away, like a connection. And we spent lots of time together. Um, The vibe was always good. Um, It was just everything, like the way he treated me. Was a way that no man has ever treated me before, so I, I fell in love. I fell in love with who he was to me and how he made me feel because it was something that I never had, you know. And um, what was the difference between him and the other men that you dated? Um, his intellect, um, his passion behind his career. It was different. Um, what's the word they call it? Chivalry. Chivalry chivalry <laughs> but yeah it was that it was like he he's the whole doors type walk on the um right side of the street type he was the he was just he was just perfect in himself like it was just he was I don't know the way he was it was just so it sounds like you felt very secure with him and very safe yeah, I with felt him. very safe very secure he was like the perfect gentleman let's 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 say that okay let's say that. now how how old is he He is, he is now 36. He was 36 at the time. He's now 37. Okay. And how old are you? I am 23. Okay. All right. So there's a bit of an age difference there, like 14 years, it sounds about, right? Okay. Yeah, 14. So it sounds like you're pretty mature for your age. So I could, you know, it sounds like you can, I can see how you were attracted to, to those skills. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how you guys were drawn to each other. What was it about you that attracted him to you? I think I think that he was attracted to my intelligence, my charm. I think that he um so we come from two different backgrounds. I come from the hood. He come from you know so I think No I don't a, know. I don't know. <laughs> I, he comes from and what? He, he comes from what he grew up he grew up you know, with a predominantly white background. Okay. okay. You know, so he, so he grew up in a more suburban lifestyle, and you grew up yeah. in the city lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I also think that he could see the culture in me, it's, and you know, I think that was like exciting for him. Um, I think he was drawn to um, uh, how I was so dedicated to my career as well. I think he, and I, I know for a fact he liked how good of a mom a mom I was to my daughter um it was a lot of things that I could tell because he complimented me a lot on the things that attracted him about me okay so yeah okay all right so you guys are from two different worlds meaning he's more you know a suburban professional and you're you know, more prone to the city life and you're a young mom and it sounds like he came in, he was, you know, drawn to you. You were drawn to him for very different reasons, but either either way, you guys were attracted to one another. And right. at some point, you guys developed a relationship. Right. Okay. And how how often did you guys see each other, spend time with each other? Did you make plans? What was the dynamic of that? It was pretty much every weekend. We Every weekend we did. Every weekend we did something, we went somewhere. Um... Um, we talked on the phone a couple times out the week, or we would just text all—you know, just text throughout the day. Like we, it was a lot of time to bond. So, okay. And how long would you say you guys were together overall? It's been nine. Well, from Rio, we only I met him in June, and then he asked me to be his girl in August. So I don't know what I count. Like eight months. Okay. I, think I mean, how, I however long, years. however long you think you guys were together, it's however long. I don't know if I count the official. I don't know if I. You uh, guys started I, I, talking, and then at three months after talking, he asked you to be his girl. Yeah. Okay. And then you officially became a couple in August, and then you broke up when? When did you see this post, or when did he send we, this text? What's this month? February. Maybe that was the end of January. Okay. they could have been the last they could have been the end of January yeah okay I think so okay so it sounds like you really were just like what the hell because you guys were doing well you had this routine there were no problems Mm -hmm. you say he had just spent the night the night before and then sends you a text because he didn't you didn't hear from him Mm -hmm. you know for a little while and then he sends you this text saying it's not working and you're probably like what the hell? What was going on in your mind at the time that you got that text? Um, honestly, at that I was pissed and I went off. Like I texted him back and I went off. I was pissed off because one, you too old to send a text message to say anything like that. Two, you could have called me or sat me down and talked to me about whatever it was that was going on in your head. If it was another female or if it was, or you just, I don't know, like whatever it was that you were so unsure about, you could have talked to me about it. But I was pissed. I was pissed off and I went off about it because I feel, I feel like there was a coward move. There was like, there was, there was a coward move and you too old for that then to go on social media and see that he had a post with another woman saying he can't change you can't change yeah that what did that mean too. to you when you saw that what did that mean to you it mean like oh maybe it's meant for us to be together okay so now at this point you're thinking not only did you break up with me via text but you posted a new relationship claimed a new relationship on social media so that was like an right. ultimate slap in the face to you right yeah, it must have been hurtful, like yeah. really devastating. Yeah, it was. How are you doing now? Um, now I am. Oh, I'm gonna add this in. He reached out to me, and so I can. I'm gonna tell this part so I can tell you how I'm doing now about the whole situation. He reached out to me, and. It was more so like, I felt, I felt the wedge in between us. Like he was pushing up. So he was, he was watching my snapchats. He was trying to call me on Facebook, um, you know, trying to make his presence known on both of my Facebook pages. And then I finally went on ahead and just responded. That was like Rocky because at this point I have this big hole in my heart and I have this anger and hatred towards you. So well, you reaching out it, when you're reaching out to me, you're not, I didn't feel like you were reaching out to me because you were truly apologetic. I don't know what I felt. I felt like that was, I don't know. I don't understand what it was. So How much time, I tried to... how much time went by between the breakup <laughs> and him reaching out? Two weeks. Okay. And in that, in that two weeks, what did you do? How did you cope? the first week i cried all week long okay and then i would sporadically cry after that like you know just have my little moments and you know just and i would get anxiety about it anytime i would see his name pop up on um, in the likes or the views of my snapchat post you know like i would get anxiety like you know like and so what i did to kind of like keep myself from feeling all these emotions i just Tried to work it off, like just keep working and keep myself distracted because heartbreak does not feel good. It's like this horrible, horrible feeling in your chest and your stomach. So I had to keep myself busy just in order to not feel that pain. Like it was just, it's like mm, I don't. Was it hard not to reach out to him and say anything? Oh. No, I didn't have an urge to reach out to him at all because once you show me, like once you show me who you are, like I'm pretty much, I pretty much believe that, you know. So I didn't have to reach out. Now I did want to express my I did want to express myself the moment that we did break up. I did want to express myself then and I did. But after I said everything I had to say, I was done with it. Like I didn't I didn't have an urge to reach out to him at all. Like because I'm not the one I'm not the one that put anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. at some point, your feelings started to ease up and the pain became less intense. When did that right. happen for you? I think at about, I think at the, about at the second week, um, towards the end of that week, I was feeling less emotional. Um, I kind of distracted myself, you know, being around different people it so was easy for me to. I still did think about them. It just I was going home crying at night about it yeah. anymore. It's- yeah. I tell people all the time, like people think I be kidding when I say it takes about a good 14 to 16 days to kind of mellow out a heartbreak. You know, you might not get completely over it, but if you consistently do something to distract yourself and find something else to do and try not to allow yourself to to, to feel the pain. It sounds like that's what you did. You allowed yourself to yeah. feel and allowed yourself to be sad and allowed yourself to cry. And you didn't try to like avoid it. And I think that when people spend that time getting through the emotion versus trying to avoid it, it makes the heartbreak less intense. And it really helps the time go by, especially if you're doing things like, you know, utilizing your support systems and staying distracted and, you know, not focusing on the what's, the how's, the why's. Of course, you have those questions, but the truth is, you don't know if you're going to get answers or if you're going to get a lie you don't know if you're going to get you know reality or if something's going to come up that's like you know that makes you question your entire existence and it sounds like when he did that you felt really low yeah you felt really low and then you weren't able to really get the closure you needed because he just kind of moved on and that is what it was like exactly and I think talking about it now like I realized that, like, having this discussion with you now is, like, bringing back all those emotions. So even still now, like, with everything, now that I think about everything from the beginning to the end, I fell deeply in love with him, you know? Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was led on to believe that we could be in a relationship and then all of a sudden you decide... I'm not ready to give you all of this. After after giving you all of this. After giving giving you all of this, it says, I'm not ready to give you all of this. That has to feel like somebody pulled the rug from up under you, right? Yeah. Yeah. You crying right now. What's coming up for you? I'm angry because I feel like I opened my whole so I opened completely up. I mean, he saw me naked, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't show that. I don't show that at all. I think my ver- the very first time I ever shown that was with my first boyfriend in high school. I didn't even show that with my daughter's dad. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With Jonathan, I showed everything inside out you know and then i noticed like he would he would he would do certain things and then i would react to it and he'd say oh i don't like how you react to things i don't like this so he would nitpick at my reaction my emotions but i feel like no you just playing victim you playing victim, like right? you playing victim. I now, and I think about it, I just feel like I was manipulated. I don't know. So I don't know. Take but- me, take me back to you know we were talking about him reaching out. So you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hindsight is always, they say it's 2020, right? when you start to reflect and you think back on certain things, because when you're in the midst of being in love, I always say love in itself is a manipulation. Mm -hmm. Falling in love in and of itself Mm -hmm. is manipulation because you can fall in love with somebody. And when you do, uh, I tell people all the time, this gives people power over you. You know, whether we want to give them that power or not, but when you love a person, it gives them power over you, not the other way around. You just hope that they love you as much as you love them. So you can have that same type of influence, right? And it sounds like, What you're saying to me in this moment is that you gave your all. This was this was something that you went into genuinely and raw and you feel like it backfired on you and you feel like he took advantage. And so he at some point reached out again. What was his what was his what was his approach? Um, He felt like he didn't get to get everything out. So he wanted to sit down and talk. He deleted the picture because he's not dating her. Um, he missed, he, he said he missed me and I got his heart and he is in love and all of this. And he wanted to work on things with him and I. So this is, I feel like here is another round of manipulation. You know, I don't know if I believe you or not, because now at this point you have kind of broken my trust with you completely. Just by the way you handled that situation, like and i never I never said I was and as I'm reading his stuff and he was pinpointing all these things that he was upset about, so he he basically sent me a long message about all the things that he was holding on to that he was upset about from me. My thing is, when you're in a relationship, if you can't communicate those things and solve them right then and there. And, and you rather just hold on to it and then you use it against me later. One of the things you said was, you know, you feel like this is another round of manipulation. Are you participating in this round of manipulation? Um, Once or two... I've seen them once or twice since then. But now... <clears throat> well, it's just... It's just... I wouldn't say I've been fully participating in it because now I don't see him the same way that I used to. You get know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I can't just I have, I have to let him know I just want you to actually just leave me alone if if you're going I don't well what I said first was I don't know why you reel me back in to draw back out or try to reel me back in to pull up, to pull away or shut me out again. And I, and I had to say, you should just leave me alone completely. If you're not ready to give me what it is, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You cannot have full control over the situation as, oh, well, I only want to deal with you in this way, but I don't want to deal with you. Like, no, when I I want something different than you, Mm -hmm. I want something different than you. I can't just, when you, it's different from the beginning we said, oh, this is just going to be sex. And that's it. That That's not what happened from the beginning. So you can't tell somebody who fell in love with you, well, let's just end the relationship and let's just do this. You know, it don't work like that. It don't work like that because now you have my feelings all involved. And I don't know if your feelings are, I don't know what you feel in your mind. You You express it, but I don't know if that's true so i don't i don't i'm not sure like so that's why i said it's another round of manipulation because you know how i feel about you but instead of just trying to make something work you decide you just want to kind of keep me on a i don't want to say leash um you kind of just want to like keep me here on the shelf no I love my. I just and I. I had to tell him I love myself more than that. Mm-hmm. This is not just you're not just some fling that I met. It's it just don't work. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. So, um, one of the things you mentioned earlier was that you know he started to show you who he was, and then you believed him, and and so at some point you you listened to him, you heard him out, and it sounds like that was the there was two parts of you that wanted to do that. The part that loved him and the part that wanted to make sure you weren't crazy, right? Right. And then there's and maybe a third part that says, hey, I want closure. Sometimes people want closure. They just want to understand. They just want to, you know, but keep in mind that when we give people an opportunity to explain themselves or, you know, Mm -hmm. then we start to question that whether or not did they really show us who they were maybe I was tripping or maybe I misread that or misunderstood that okay well maybe it was something he was going through which is which is the point of the list that he sent you right because that was all an effort to get you to question who you were because you thought you knew who he was so now he wants you to question who you are so you're looking at this list and you're like well okay but you should have said all those things in the beginning When it was happening, don't wait till now that you see an opportunity because for whatever reason that didn't work out. So now here you are again. And so there's this part of you that wants to believe him because you love him. But where is the part that. He changes his behaviors because he loves you or even loves himself for that matter. Where's that part? Nowhere. He has never, ever decided I'm going to change because I love her. And he has not ever made a decision to change because he loves himself. So how can he give you what you want? Exactly. And that is what I know. And that is what I know. He can't. He can't love himself, right. So that's why he's unable to love anybody else. Yeah. How... On a scale from one to 10, 10 being the most true to yourself that you can possibly be. How close are you on that scale of just staying true to you and protecting you in this process? Um, I'm at about maybe a, a eight. Okay. What would make it a Nine. Nine. What would make it a nine if you're at an eight? Oh, what would make a nine? If. Like, what more um, do you need to see in order for you to know that you are your first line of defense against a heartbreak? I forgive too. If I didn't forgive so easily. You can forgive. That that's forgiveness is for you, so that you won't walk around bitter and angry and you can give the next brother a chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not a problem. That's necessary. Well, maybe I would say <clears throat> stop trying to see the good. If I was to stop trying to see some good in a person, that's that's always been my flaw. Like that's always been the flaw that reeled me back into somebody. Like, well, he is. You know, like this is what I would be saying to myself, say, well, here's this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. But knowing, uh, subconsciously knowing that this is this person's representative. Mm-hmm. When I've already been shown, when I've already been shown repetitiously who they truly are. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, yes, heartbreak is a byproduct of seeing the good in people. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Your heart gets broken because you seem to see the good in people, even when they are flawed. Right. And you focus on that good. And then that that good is what becomes a tool for manipulation to you. Yeah. So going forward, how do we use that to judge our next venture or our next relationship Because it's coming, you're not done dating. You're not done, like, you know, growing up and and meeting men or meeting prestigious, intelligent men. You're going to meet some more of them. You're a beautiful girl. You're going to meet more of them. And they're going to come with all type of lines and games. And this is the thing. When you're a pretty woman, you got to kiss a lot of frogs. Unfortunately, you'll be presented with a lot of frogs. You don't know who's genuine and who not. Because some guys really just want a pretty girl, right? Yeah. So how do you use knowing what you know now that... I see the good in people and me seeing the good in people sometimes makes me overlook the flaws or forgive the flaws to the point where it breaks my heart. So now you got that knowledge going forward. How do you use that Mm -hmm. to protect yourself in the next relationship? Like it's okay to, you know, our defenses can sometimes go up, but at the same time, we have to be mindful of how we become tools for manipulation what makes it easy for us and i'm not saying this is your fault because everybody goes through this but what i'm saying is the purpose of therapy is to explore other perspectives so one yeah you can blame him for what he did to you but going forward if it happens to you again you have to look at yourself and say what what's yeah, going on here to- that's on you so, so you have to look at you and now you know i got a problem with seeing the good in people how do I go forward with, yes, seeing the good in people, but not allowing the good to break my heart? Um, I, I would say once you see. So I would say um a mistake is only made once. This is what I have to tell myself. A mistake is only made once. Two times, they're showing you who they are. Change behavior is the only thing that you can believe. Mm-hmm. So that is what I would have to when I see something once, okay. If it's a change behavior after that, then I maybe I could you know, but if it's not, if this if this thing keeps going, then I know I have to cut you off because this is just who you are. And and if I keep allowing this same pattern, you have to basically train I have to train people how to treat me. Absolutely. Basically. Absolutely. We teach people how to treat us by the amount of times we say, OK, come back. OK, it's cool. All right. I'll consider you're teaching them how to treat you. You're teaching them the threshold. Mm-hmm. And that's all you're doing, which, again, is causing more abuse and wear and tear on your heart because it's causing stress when people are not loving you to the capacity that you deserve to be loved. Right. So as you go forward, if you want to be his friend, be cool, whatever. However, this is totally up to you, your decision. But I want you to be mindful of what contributes to the heartbreak, not just with him, but with anybody. If you go back and look at all your relationships, you might find that my heart got broken because I was too busy looking at the good and I didn't look at how you were hurting me. I was Amen. looking at the I was looking at the potential to help me, the potential to heal me, but I wasn't looking at how you were hurting me, and that is where you will begin to grow and develop and become the young lady that you are destined to be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because when you get into a new business venture and you see that it ain't working, you're not going to keep at it. You're going to try a different route to to, to get this result. Do that with people too, sis. Do that with people too. Right. Do it with people too. We're talking about somebody who is 14 years your senior, which means this is possibly a pattern of a behavior And a trait, not a state, a trait. Mm -hmm. A trait. Right. And sometimes people are intentional about their sources when it comes to how they move, what they do, and how they do it. Right. And I think that he is completely just character flawed. Like that's just who he is. Possibly. But who he is has nothing to do with you honestly, who he is. Is he going to be who he is with the next person? We're trying to, we trying to get you to be not like this with the next person, right? We don't want you crying. We don't want you heartbroken. We don't want you. And again, you're, when you don't, when you don't know, you don't know. So you can't blame yourself for things you don't know. But when you do know, now Mm -hmm. you got to be intentional and mindful, you know? So going forward, you know, I would, I would just kind of suggest that you make a list of, you know, I'm big on lists. I love giving out lists and homework and things like that. So I would, I would make a list of non-negotiables, make your list of non-negotiables and non-negotiables are things that you wouldn't deal with no matter what in a relationship, communication patterns, um, you know, spending time, engagement, texting, talk versus talking, like put all that down, and mm-hmm. and be intentional about when you go shopping in the Dayton market or when you get back out there again, if you if you have it already, be intentional about what you're looking for and what you're shopping for and, and but use what you've learned in this situation to give you a better view mm-hmm. for the next one. But I commend yeah. you, though. I commend you. I think you are brave, sister. And I think you handled that heartbreak and battled that heartbreak well. And I know that you're still recovering and I know that it still hurt because I can see it in your face. But I want you to know that as long as you continue to utilize your support system, stay true to yourself, recognize when you're being manipulated. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And when you start to do things for you and you start to exude that confidence and you start to to really, like, improve that level of just knowledge of self-love and self-care, you will start to attract a different breed of people that's going to have to come a little harder. Yeah. And it sounds like this was your first your first rodeo when it came to those things so now you know you like a man with prestige you like a man that's mature you like a man that's the leader you like a man you know those things are you like that you like that Mm -hmm. you know that so now take what you like and go put it towards somebody who could be honest Mm -hmm. and imagine what that would look like yeah so that that would be my suggestion for you and i i really really um can't wait to follow up with you on how things are going, and you know I'm gonna keep up with you mm-hmm. and, and check in with you and see how you're doing. Um, you got any questions or anything for me before we before we go? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, thank you so much. How are you feeling right now? Um, I'm all emotional. <laughs> no, we don't yeah. want you emotional. Go yeah. go journal, and if you need to do some more processing, you know I'm here. But I definitely want you yeah. to. You know, continue to stay true to yourself, utilize your support systems, and process that vulnerability. Mm That's all it is. And you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. So well you guys thank you so much for tuning in and allowing Eva to share her story we so appreciate her and our hearts go out to her and I know that she's gonna do well and she is gonna do well I know she will so in the meantime you guys can follow me on Instagram at author underscore Naya underscore B and um you guys can uh, catch me on the flip side I'll see you guys next session thank you for doing it with Naya B